0: Hey, what's happening? Jason Marsden here. Do I look familiar? I'm, I, I was on 90s television, Boy Meets World, Step by Step, all that. You might have heard me in some animation. Anyway, you want to hear me talk with Anthony, then, then, then hear me talk with Anthony. It's the Anthony Rogers Show. His mother named it. Republican Anthony Rogers has no previous political experience Rogers, a comedian, is well known for a podcast called The Anthony Rogers Show
1: Hey man, this is Tommy Chong, and right now
0: you're listening to The Anthony Rogers Show Hey all you cool cats and kittens, it's Carol Baskin, and you are listening to The Anthony Rogers Show Hey y'all, this is Kevin from The Counterbox, you are listening to The Funny Man, Anthony Rogers Hey, my name is Alex Sulkin, writer
1: of TED and Family Guy, and you're listening to the Anthony Rogers Show. Lucky you. Great addition to your marijuana edible game. Personally, they have other products, but like my favorite of the edibles, uh, CBD line. go to CBD Um They have these CBD nighttime edibles uh, with melatonin that are amazing at uh, getting some sleep finally if you have like a mind that doesn't turn off like mine. Um also just their edibles are awesome i've been eating a bunch of them uh these little cubes um eat about one or two cubes at a time pretty good uh go to the website cbdline.com get you some and uh tell them anthony rogers them there welcome back to the greatest show in the entire universe um, today we have an absolute legend uh uh, Jason Marsden uh, in a bunch of movies you have probably heard of. His resume is really long. My favorite are probably Goof Troop and uh, Hocus Pocus, but uh, a million movies apparently. How are you doing, brother?
0: Amazing. How are you? Happy Monday.
1: Yeah, you too. Happy Martin Luther King Day, man. Like.
0: <laughs> Happy MLK Day.
1: Yeah, that, uh, that that speech actually came on last night. Like uh, when I was I was in the car and I was just a, was a beautiful speech and like I mean it could be used today too. We need a guy like that today probably too.
0: Indeed, yeah. indeed, indeed. Maybe we can get it right this time
1: yeah that's it yeah dude um so i was looking at your resume like right before uh right before this to kind of put some movies in my head and stuff uh, so i said some to t- stuff to talk about and content and stuff and like your imdb is like the longest i've seen of any actor i've had on my show i think it's like crazy
0: right on yeah 30 30 plus years of uh of zaniness
1: yeah, not many people are working that long as actors. I don't think you have a very blessed career, and, I was, and like congratulations on your success, man. By the way, before we start this, like you have so many movies, man. It's it's like a book, like literally.
0: Oh, thank you. No, there's more of us than you think. There's 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 those of us who a lot of actors start as as kids, uh, and uh, you know Kurt Russell, you know one of them, Jodie Foster, and you know and uh, moving into superstardom, and there's people like me who are just you know you know working class uh, working class actors that that. Or, or thankfully, you know, still plug it away at it in uh, uh, in the in this crazy industry we call showbiz. What
1: was what was working on like Goof Troop like? I mean, that's like a cartoon and stuff. So I mean, imagine audio, but like, like what? Uh, like, was that an awesome experience? I've seen. It, I saw that as a kid, and that was, like a legendary movie.
0: Speaking of Goof Troop, uh, you're gonna wear those sunglasses the whole time.
1: <laughs> you know, you don't like my glasses?
0: I'm, uh, no, I'm jealous. Like, how do I get that app on my? it's it took me a second to realize that's those are digital sunglasses i just gave away the the magic
1: (laughs) i think Um, the the hat i I think the hat's more ridiculous than the glasses. i like you pointing out the glasses first like 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 that like that's the problem you know no that's not it's not
0: a problem i'm just jealous i'm like that's amazing um uh and i if i i had uh my son has a pikachu hat i should have worn it as well
1: good vibes you know just so I look, I look aggressive with his giant beard, so I just put on, like, a Pikachu hat to offset it sometimes, like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want him to think that I'm cool and not so much of a Viking. I'm going to yeah. put him soften it with a Pikachu hat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no pillaging, you know. No, I promise no pillaging today.
0: Oh, good, good, good. Uh, hold on. Let me get my, my Spider-Man cap. <laughs> so we're, we're...
1: You have a tail? Does your does your outfit have a tail? It's a onesie, yes. That's crazy, man. I didn't expect. This is already insane. Here we go. I I, All people
0: right. listening to the audio have no idea
1: what we're talking about, but if you watch, if you watch it on YouTube, we both look like thirty-year-old um, children. <laughs> <laughs> like <basically. laughs>
0: All right, now I feel okay. We can continue. Um,
1: I'm glad you're taking it more seriously now. I was worried at first, like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Goof Troop. Is that, okay, so Goof Troop. I know you meant a goofy movie.
1: Uh, yeah, Goof sorry, Troop. sorry. Yeah, I'm in a goofy movie. Yeah, you're
0: right. No, uh, to give credit where credit is due, Goof Troop was uh, Max is voiced by uh, the late great Dana Hill, um, and then I did uh, the voice in the, the the movie, a goofy movie, and uh, and sorry. yeah, man, it was uh, it was outstanding. You know, I was a big Disney nut anyway, and uh, and how how cl- much closer can you get in the into Disney fandom than being the son of one of the most iconic characters? Uh, And I had never worked on an animated feature film before like that. And so that process was unique and new and and fun. And then, you know, 25 years later, people covet it. I mean, not covet it, but they they cherish it. You know, they they still love it. And and there's like all this insane merchandise around it. I don't think there's any other film from the 90s that, that is still has it's, that, that has maintained so well by the fandom so it's 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 pretty it's pretty dope
1: that's crazy and you you also in one of my other favorite movies Hocus Pocus like that was that was a that's one of those movies that like I didn't know how many people saw that till now I guess Cause, like as a kid I watched that probably like 30 times when I first got it I rented it one weekend and like we just we watched it once we're like what this is awesome yep. I just kept watching it like my right? sister and I and then like now like yeah, now it's like I mean that's like a legendary film to people now I, mean, I, I didn't know how many people that, that impacted it's crazy
0: yeah the same that's another movie like uh, again like 20 some years later like like goof when goofy movie came out uh, in my recollection it did pretty well um when hocus pocus came out it kind of like came and left it was released in july of all places they i, I was told <laughs> that's that, weird that, that it, it didn't want to compete disney didn't want it to compete with nightmare before christmas which oh, was right. coming out so they wanted to, it would they wanted to keep them separate but then you know now people are watching it every year like we watch, you know, Bad Santa or Elf or Christmas Story, and uh, and again the merchandise and the fandom and they're making a sequel and all this stuff. It's 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 pretty cool. It's pretty cool. You you know as an actor you you show up. You, someone one of my peers said we were like plumbers. You know we show up we fix the thing and uh, and you know we're good at it. Then we move on and maybe they'll invite you back to fix another thing or maybe it'll be a big payday or you'll just move on to the next sink. You know that was just one of those. Uh, it was one of those gigs that 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 i did and 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 now look where it is. I'm, I get to talk to you and they i, I fly around and make appearances like i'm in a rock band it's pretty dope
1: yeah i see that industry it's kind of it seems kind of fun man um you were you were the cat's voice like to uh, clarify like you were the cat's voice in that movie
0: yes just the cat's voice uh, oh, that's uh, like one
1: of the best characters like honestly that was one
0: yeah the the um the onesie i'm wearing uh a fan gifted me it's a binks onesie that's why he's got a he's got a i got a cat head um
1: what that's crazy
0: uh, hood <laughs> and the tail hence the tail it's a cat tail i'm really you got to- up and i was like i'm
1: not the only child here i just realized
0: <laughs> it's cold in here so
1: no I yeah. did that's crazy you No, know, that movie was like like i can't believe how legendary that movie was and like i said like, i it was almost like a like a water world or something that didn't get its time but like now yes. now it's like this now it's like this cult icon movie like it's just like kind of interesting man
0: Dude, now that's that's a movie I want to see. Like not rebooted or revisited, but I loved Waterworld. I loved
1: it. It was epic. It was
0: epic. I, I've seen that multiple times uh, and Dennis Hopper is like ridiculous in it. Uh, but that's like that whole okay. that whole that storyline, those characters, I would love to see again. Like like you know, they, they keep rebooting. They're doing like Willow as a TV series. They're doing uh, I just read about that that movie with Hugh Jackman and the fighting robots, they're turning that into a TV series. Like, I'd like to see more Waterworld. Yeah, Waterworld
1: was weird because I remember being a kid and, like, they're they're pushing hard at, like, Disneyland and all this different stuff. But that like, it, like, it, like, like, bombed from their eyes, I think. But then, like, like, what you mean from, like, a blockbuster standpoint? But, like, it, it, like, a lot of people still watched it. And then, like, today, it's still, like, a really good movie. It's, like, it it has, like, a cult following, kind of, like, uh, like I would say like Hocus Pocus is, but I think the good thing about Hocus Pocus is like it's a yearly holiday so every year it gets bigger and they show their kids like like, like people my age are showing their kids now and stuff like you, you probably have like what three generations of people watching that movie now
0: yeah that's
1: yeah. crazy yeah that's
0: yeah crazy. I guess there's no there's no holiday that you can watch Waterworld annually
1: yeah yeah not yet yeah, not
0: yeah. <laughs> it's, it's monsoon season let's watch <laughs> let's watch that Kevin Costner movie the one with all the water <laughs>
1: That was good man so uh, how did you get into acting originally if it's not too cheesy of a question like
0: uh i was 11 and oh, wow. uh we had moved to from rhode island i'm from rhode island originally we moved from the east coast to california my stepfather was teaching ballet at fullerton college and uh someone suggested to my parents that they should get me in acting i was they said like oh he's cute he's adorable you should send him to this workshop get him an agent and that's exactly what they did they i went to a workshop workshop. Um, in, uh, introduced me to an agency, the agency signed me like that day. And like the next day, I remember the next day immediately started sending me out on auditions, voiceover, commercial, television, movies. And uh, it was exciting because I had to like, we're still living in Orange County, we had to commute to like Hollywood for um, for auditions, which is about, you know, with no traffic, maybe 45 minutes. Um, but there was always traffic. So my mom always had to pick me up from school early, which was cool. Uh, and, uh, and then I would just sort of started booking things here and there. I, I would say for me, may, definitely right place, right time, maybe a little bit of talent. Cause if you look back like mid mid eighties, I mean, there was really no diversity. <laughs> it was, you know, if I was going out for a role, it was either me or the blonde kid, you know, there was no, they, they would never really mix up anything. So the, the pool was, was a lot smaller. Um, so that, that's, that's how it, it worked out for me.
1: So if you're listening, or watching at home, watch movies he's cute, adorable, and get an agent. And that's why, oh, yes. that's, that's, that's the business point. That's all you need.
0: That's all you need. And now, you know, a good, you know, Twitter following, add that yeah. and you're, you're golden. That's
1: funny. No, that's awesome, man. You definitely have a, like, like, I was literally like, I think I've really addressed this three times now, but I think like your resume is crazy. Like really, like you have so many movies When man. you're in like anime, you're in like all this different you you have touched like almost every type of genre like every genre of movie almost even that's like crazy
0: i've been very fortunate my man
1: no it's awesome that's i was i was like happy for you reading it i was like i was like excited like, like <laughs> that people are doing this well man you know it's like Thank that's you. crazy like why like, lion king 2 i mean that's crazy uh tarzan monsters university i mean these are huge these are epic movies man like uh like i mean garfield i mean this is just these are just crazy epic movies man like i'm like like I said, I'm excited for you. Like, like. The- thank you, thank just, like, you, i it, man. Like,
0: thank you, thank you. It feels you got, good.
1: Like, wait, what were you saying, sorry?
0: No, I say it feels good. I, I can, I, 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 am not. I, I do not take for granted the experiences that I have had, and a lot of the stuff I've worked on, or I've, I've been like, truly a fan of. So to be That's part of, it, yeah, it's, it's. It, I'm very fortunate. Thank you for recognizing that.
1: Oh no Thanks problem. Thank you me. Whoa. <laughs> no, you have like thirty of my childhood dreams. I think. Like, like, I, like I'm really I'm like, wow. I didn't know. I didn't know this was a dream until I read this. Like you know. It's I like, took them all
0: from you, so you have none left.
1: There's only enough room at the top for one guy, and it's Jason Marston. <laughs> yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny, man. Uh, so what's like a, what was like one of the first like, moments you kind of realized, you're like, wow, this is like a career now. This isn't just like a I – mean, like, I imagine there's like this uphill thing even for a child actor, like, like that transition to an adult actor, like this uphill kind of thing. You're like, okay, your mom's taking you places, okay, blah. And then you're like, wow, I'm an actor now. This is like my job. Like, what was that like, moment for you?
0: I guess when I booked The Munsters, uh, it was my first TV series. It was a series regular role. It lasted like three years. Oh wow. And it's a, it's a steady gig and with it came, uh, you know, an extra layer of popularity for me, uh, an extra layer of um, confidence and ego. And uh, and I and then I realized, yeah, I think I could do this for the rest of my life. I really, really like this. Uh, you know we were shooting on the universal studios lot which was really cool because they were also shooting at the same time uh, dick tracy and back to the future 2 oh wow and uh, indiana jones and the last crusade they were doing all this cool shit, and i'm and I'm, you know i might when i wasn't working if i didn't have school i would just walk around the back lot like it was a playground and i, I got to wow. bear witness to a lot of the stuff being filmed so being part of that and watching the process was also Intoxicating. It's like I definitely want to. I, I, there was some point I thought about being an animator because I like to draw, um, but I I really like filmmaking. I like working in film and television, and that and and that's that's what I want to do. That's where I want to stay.
1: That's crazy to be around that. That's gotta be magic, man. Like I mean, all, every one of those movies you named was magic for different reasons. Like it's gotta, yeah. it's gotta be crazy to be around that. And like, um, would you do you have any like crazy fan stories? Like like people just like obsessed with you. Is it, like, like they seen something. They're like just they just straight stalk you or something. Like.
0: No, I'm. Uh, I'm not that popular. I mean, I've I have, uh, I've. have had. Uh, I've had some people come show, show up to my house, but it was it was harmless. Uh, nothing like uh, nothing life threatening or, or or awkward really. I've I've fans who have found my home address and they'll send me fan mail my home address, um, which makes me uncomfortable. I, I have a PO box and I I make it clear like no, please send stuff there. I, 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 that's where I. I have a look at just it's a fine line just you know I, I want to feel um, like home is my sanctuary and not have to worry about that but uh but no I've never had any crazed experiences I, I think well okay in my memory I remember my agent calling this is decades ago saying there was a, like a death threat um, but which was uh, obviously harmless a, a, a ruse but they had to take it sort of seriously and, and let me know but um uh, I think maybe they thought I was somebody else. So I was like, me? Why would? What of me? That yeah,
1: you are a weird person to death. threat, I think. Like you yeah. have like a, you have like a, just a positive energy. It's kind of weird yeah. to like to, to want that. Yeah. You, I, I liked you in Boys Boy Meets World too. I almost forgot about that. Like yes. that was that was that's probably where I first like found out about you. I think was like as okay. a kid watching Boy Meets World, and then like uh, and then I think like looking like when I when I like had you on like Instagram and looked back, I realized all the other stuff you were in that I saw. But, like I, I think that's right. Uh, that was a big role. I mean, that, that, was, that was like Eric's, like one of Eric's, like best friends or something, like friends or something like that. Like, that, I mean, yes. that's a huge. That's a huge role. You're on there recurringly, like, like quite a bit, actually. Like.
0: Yeah, they they actually wrote that part for me. Um, that's why his name is Jason. Uh, I, had, I had originally read to play Eric, uh, which was which is wonderfully played by my my friend Wilfred Um And uh, and the I, I worked with the producer beforehand, and and they just added me into the mix. For a bunch of episodes.
1: No, that's awesome. That was that was a good show. Did you did you watch that show, or is it just like you work on it, or like what?
0: It? I that's a good question. I I don't think I ever. I think I watched the ones I was in. I think I watched I watched a couple episodes that I, that I wasn't in. But it wasn't uh, it wasn't for my demographic. Let's just say. I, if I that's watched so, it, I would watch to see you know what Will got into, or I'd you know I'd watch if there was a certain storyline or I had a certain guest star. Um, I would I would check it out.
1: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Is like working, and I I could totally see that. it was like, God, like I'm I'm from the Midwest, so like, I watched everything, man. Like I literally tore through like like every, you know, what I mean, TV was the thing for the Midwesterns, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, yeah, no, that that was cra- What was your favorite role you've ever had? I guess
0: that is always a tough question to bet, answer, especially uh, your resume.
1: Yeah, it's like you look through like 30 years. Like, it's like if you printed it out, it'd be like it'd be like 900 pages. Like, I'm just. <laughs>
0: It's it's mostly it's it's it, every role it's part of make a favor because there's so each each experience is, means something different to me like I love Boy Meets world I could say my character on Boy Meets World because I loved that experience it and, and I got you know a best friend out of that um, I love a goofy movie because uh, of uh, you know being part of like Disney fandom um, there was a show I worked on at, when I was a kid I was 17 called Erie Indiana and that was that was so much fun because like the producer, and one of the directors was Joe Dante, who directed Gremlins, which I loved. And wow. and each episode was like making like a little, like Twilight Zone kind of kind of movie. I, I did a, I did a lot of like like Munsters was like sitcom format, and Erie, Indiana was like like f- uh, single camera they call it. So it's it's film and it's it's like it's made like little movies, and uh, and I play this weird character with white hair and he had tattoos on his hands and. Uh, worked with some great great people and and again learned a lot as an actor um, so that those those are like top three rise to the rise to the top experiences for me
1: oh it's crazy man like that's yeah it's gotta be hard awesome. if you haven't right seen down. it I
0: check it out you might like it if you like uh, Twilight zone s kind of thing I think it's on Amazon was uh,
1: that
0: Eerie U- Indiana you said? Eerie Indiana yeah I saw it as a
1: kid I don't recall much I may have to rewatch it because I do remember that being awesome as a kid when didn't that come out?
0: It came out in 90-something, 91, okay. 92.
1: Yeah, now,
0: the I, thought first I, episode, I thought I remembered it being cool, yeah. Yeah, the first episode is like this kid finds out his neighbors are, are, are keeping her sons young by keeping them in giant beds that look like Tupperware uh-huh. called Foreverware. Oh, I got a train coming. It's going to get loud for a second. <laughs>
1: it it's really makes right. the ambiance, in it uh, Yeah, think, you know, it's like, <laughs> I hate to worry about it. It's a podcast, man. Hold on, oh, right. I'll be right
0: there. Do the podcast. Meet to the next station. All right, I think that's that's the loudest it's going to be. So where, are
1: you, where are you out of again? I
0: live in uh, Nashville.
1: That's cool, man. That's a cool town.
0: I'm, I love uh, it. I'm love a couple
1: it. hours from there. You know, I like I like that town. Where are you? I'm in uh, St. Louis City right now. The St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't been there, Have I, I been there
0: yet. I've been. I don't think so.
1: I'm from Missouri. I, I, I like all of Missouri. Like to be honest with you, I, I'm in the city because my my wife's a teacher. So like we'll uh we'll look we'll these like Airbnbs I'm in right now. i like I uh, live in the city sometimes, but uh I'm throughout Missouri, man. I, I like the country a lot more to be honest with you, but uh like especially right now. But but I but I, I like the food out here, man. That like the like the pho and all this or the pho, I guess you call it. Really? I mean, Giving these foods just. Fun, fantastic out got here man like in st louis, is, st. louis uh, vietnamese food bro i'm sorry
0: i i know i would not have uh, associated that with with missouri
1: it's so good it's so good man in the city like you mean like it, it's fun man oh good no nashville's a cool town too because like uh when i first went there a couple years ago i'm like wow the music industry still exists you know like I like, had like record label buildings all this stuff like that's it, just, it was. An, it's an inspiring town to be in honestly like uh like like music row pretty cool like I, I love that whole area man like the past I stayed in, like Johnny Cash's like uh like uh his old apartments on Airbnb I stayed there one time that was pretty cool
0: no, oh that must have been great
1: oh yeah no it was awesome man it's like uh, I love Johnny Cash I gotta remember yeah I know me too man you're in a great town for that I mean you had, you had Elvis out of there I mean you had a lot of a lot of I mean Elvis was out of Memphis originally but you I mean he still did a lot of work there
0: there's right. a lot of good uh, juju a lot of good magic created by a lot of musicians that. Came through here or established it here. What I, what I what I was surprised about when I first visited. I thought it was just all country, all honky tonks, and I'm like, oh no, there's. If you leave Broadway for a second and you go to places like the Basement or Exit In, there's local like rock and hip hop, and there's so much more, uh, and and just outstanding. And as far and you mentioned like the industry, like yeah, that's here. I that 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 whole aspect is foreign to me. Like the music industry is so different. <laughs> from you know, then, then the film TV industry um, I, I don't know how people make a living like you've got to be you got to be so different you got to be not just talented not have a big following but you have to have you have to be so marketable in, in, in a way it's it doesn't leave a lot of room for everybody else it's crazy
1: no yeah music seems like crazy to be in for sure there's a lot of there's a lot of bands that you wouldn't expect to live in Nashville too I, I think like um I think like one of the brothers from like Lit is in your town, and then like I think Bowling for Soup's in your town. I interviewed both those guys. I think they're both in Nashville too. And this yeah, uh, we got Belly
0: Black we got Jack White set up shop here.
1: Oh yeah, um, that's right. That's the biggest one, probably Jack
0: White. Uh, uh, Black Keys, wow. right? I see. Them, I see them running around every so often. One of the uh, Dan Auerbach, he's like my height. I love it. It's um, a
1: great band. That was good. And both those bands are kind of the same. Like White Stripes and Black Keys are like a similar band, like a drummer, guitar player kind of vibe, and like. Yes, yeah, it's really interesting. Like, I don't know if you'd have the black keys without the white stripes. Almost, yeah. You
0: know? I I agree, and you know, it's funny. I think there's a there's a rivalry. I heard that oh, Jack there? White and Dan Auerbach have a have some friction because Jack White claims like they they ripped off that sound. I'm like, it's first off, that's weird for him to say because Jack White. I mean, I mean, every musician is not ripping off, but they're they're playing as they're absorb because they've absorbed something from someone they appreciate, and Jack White is such a. a uh, a supporter of other musicians i'd hate to think that that's that's true but uh, but there is there uh, there was like some uh animosity happening
1: no you, when you have people that are too alike they either like become best friends or worst enemies like it's, it's just a weird yeah. thing i see with people like, like when there's too yeah. many similarities within individuals like do you play music um no i was i tried to as a kid but i'm untalented i, I realized that and then when
0: the- that beard you know i thought that beard comes with like you
1: know a bass I wish, man. I I, I wish, and, I, and then I wish it was like nineteen, like sixty-two to nineteen ninety-eight, where it was like super profitable too. You know, I, I, I would have went into, I would have went into that if there's was a music industry when I was younger, probably. But I yeah. grew up in like the worst time ever to be a musician, like the early two thousands. You know.
0: Oh, gotcha. That was yeah, the worst yeah. time
1: ever. I went to comedy instead. Yeah. said, what, "What would you uh like? Say somebody's listening to this or watching this, and they want to get into like acting or or whatever, uh, like your your style of acting, like what like call it successful. Um, what what uh what would you what would you <laughs> advise them to do? You know." <laughs> like kid at home or something like that one to be the next jason marsden or something you
0: know to be a successful actor a master class by jason marsden <laughs> uh, uh i always suggest you know uh, whether it be on camera or voiceover uh, you, you know acting classes is essential uh theater classes improv is essential um just anything to help you kind of get out of yourself out of, out of anything to get you out of your head um, and, uh, you know, if you're in an area that has industry, you know, find an agency, get headshots done, maybe, you know, make your own, you, we have the resources, you can make your own show, you know, like you're doing, Anthony,
1: At Revolution Coffee Company, we are dedicated to giving you the best cup of coffee you have ever had, while supporting those who keep us safe. We roast our coffee daily, and we offer same-day shipping. Our coffee never sits in a warehouse or a shelf getting stale. Our prices beat our competition, and our coffee speaks for itself. Check us out at revolutioncoffeecompany.com.
0: Your own uh, stand-up comedy show, make some short films, get, some, get a group together. Um, just do it. Um, the success will will only come if you love it. You know, you can't... Create a successful career. You can't make a hit. You can only just be really good at what you do and love it, and and know that you're going to deal with a lot of judgment and rejection and judgment about things that you can't control, and you have to be able to rise above that as well. So it's it's a it's a little it's a lot of talent and a lot of lot of strength. Um, so. Just be prepared for that. You know, I've been doing this for thirty plus years, and and you're you're blown away by my resume. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. It's it's not guaranteeing me more work. I mean, trust me, it does not it does not help. Um, it, it, that that is in a way not like being a plumber. A plumber has references, and then and you and you're like, oh, I want that plumber. Like, like I, you can reference me all day long. It's not going to get me in the door. Um, it, so you have to you have to love what what you do. You know.
1: That's weird that you say that because like the way the way I would make movies, I would find guys that already have followings, been in huge stuff, put them all together. But, but does that not happen a lot in Hollywood or, or, or the film industry or something like that?
0: Well, also, I mean, I I I left LA um, about ten years ago. It was a conscious choice, and I knew I was going to sacrifice a, a big part of my career by doing that. Even with voiceover, like even with voiceover, I was still expected to commute to Los Angeles uh, to work, which was. Bizarre. Um, yeah. So, and, and and I mean, for me, the pandemic was actually fruitful because now they don't care. Now they're like, who's got a home studio? Uh, so it's the pandemic. Pandemics actually. I've, I've been working more than I have uh, since I moved here. Um, uh, so. I think I lost track of your initial question. I went on a rampage.
1: You brought up a great point, though. I think the pandemic did push us, like, technologically where we already were, like, 10 years ago, but people didn't realize. Like, I, I think, like, the older people, like, the 15, 60 year olds that have all the money and stuff and, and, like, run everything didn't realize that, like, how easy this was for everybody to work remote. And they were like, we've seen these office buildings and all this stuff that they didn't have to for, like, 20 years, probably. It's like, yeah.
0: Exactly, uh, yeah, yeah. That's now you We could do it, we could do it from, from our house. And now, like, even on-camera auditions are mostly like like this you know I'll, I'll audition for you know you'll be the director and I'll do my thing over here um, there's hardly any you know in-person stuff these days
1: yeah that's that's kind of crazy I don't I don't really like that as much but I mean hopefully that's over by March or so. I don't know I'm getting getting annoyed with it but hopefully it's over you know
0: are you yeah. doing a st- st- it, uh, are you doing in in room stand-up are you doing a
1: uh, not, not as not as lucky to think um I, I do like some open, i do an open mic like every wednesday for fun and kind of build up comedians there and like kind of, kind of scouting slash building up comedians for touring through uh and i'm building a school bus in an rv so i'm about to this summer probably like, like I'm, I'm getting back into it this summer and like uh, i just didn't want to fly and didn't want to do all these I, everything just became a chore i felt like like, like, it was, like it just became like like seven layers of other things i don't want to deal with and like sure. being bossed around by like a 17 year old telling me to do all this stuff and it's like i'm getting a bus you know it's like I just didn't want to. I don't know. Good for you.
0: Yeah, you're because you're both. We're both surrounded by uh, many cities that that are homes for comedy. So there's no need to hop on a plane every second. You can yeah. easily tour on a. I hate a, I've always wanted to get a bus. What sort of? How big is your bus?
1: It's a forty foot long um, uh, uh, school bus from like 2004, the year I graduated uh, high school, actually, and then. Uh, and then we, well, my wife and I, just remodeled most of it. It's on a, like a, I'll send you some pictures at some point, but we oh, remodeled, remodeled most of it, like to where like it's like, uh, it's all it's about seventy percent done at this point. We slept in it for the first time on Christmas Eve with his giant king size bed in there. Um, nice. We're, we're putting a shower, uh, a bathroom, all stuff. We're wiring nice. water still, but I mean we'll have we'll have just I mean it's basically like an RV except for like it's sturdier because the RVs are kind of flimsy, and I didn't really trust them with rolling and anything anything that happened. And a bus is way stronger, so I just basically kind of just did that, the remodel with the boss, you know?
0: This is a stupid, boring question. Your audience isn't going to l- like this, but, but I'm curious, like what's an engine like in a bus? Is it difficult to maintain? Are they not, reliable? Not
1: yet, it's a diesel. I imagine like, I'll probably take, I'm kind of an idiot with, with vehicles, so I'll probably take it to um, like diesel mechanics and to kind of just keep maintenance on it, but it's it's not that bad so far. but we haven't driven it very far yet either I mean we turn it on it's on it's on my wife's family farm so we'll turn it on and drive it around a little bit and like on within there if we have to move it or something for a second but like it's not legal yet so we haven't been driving it that much but we'll know more I'll know way more about that once I look this summer when I'm like driving it for the that's cool I have a a few
0: uh, burner friends burning man people who live around here and there's 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 like passive regional meetups and one guy has a bus and and uh totally decked up painted it purple ripped all the seats out um yeah. uh made a like nice little like co- cozy hangout at, at, at these events
1: oh it's rad man yeah no our, i mean the stuff there is nicer than my apartment man like i like the sink i have like all this stuff it's yeah. like <laughs> the washer dryer in one unit i mean i mean this stuff i didn't even know existed until like until we started building a bus you know it's like it was just like uh, it, was just, it was definitely interesting man like uh, our fridge is like nicer than the apartment fridge probably you know it's like it's just like, sure. it's like, it's like it's just I don't know man it's really it's like a private it'll be like a private jet when it's completely done like a, right now it still looks like it works on a little bit but uh, because it's all I hope hard. I get
0: to see it I hope you are driving through Nashville and I get to see it
1: well if I do I'll annoy you man yeah and like, I'll, I'll I'll challenge you to do stand-up comedy with me in some city for fun you know sounds great <laughs> acting probably transfers well to that to be honest man like you're a public speaker all the time he's like I feel like
0: yes and no i mean i have been doing uh open mics mostly uh as because uh, I, I love stand up i am curious to see if i could do it and it's a good exercise but it's terrifying it is terrifying it is That's so I like it. it. it's is it's yeah it's it i'd say it's different than acting i mean like uh, and i'm not negating my experience but but I, most of my Career was like sitcom, so I, every all the jokes were written for me, and they bring in the audience. The audience is warmed up, like you know, you go do stand up, you do an open mic. You're just you're naked, pretty much. You know, you're you're vulnerable, and and not everyone's gonna not everyone laughs all the time. Yeah. Um, uh, and and stand up comedians are very different than than actors. I, I find you know they're a lot less lot less egotistical and a lot more more vulnerable and. Uh, I'm kind of in awe of them. I, I'm in awe of what, what they do, but I love it. I, I wish I had time to, to dedicate more uh, more time to it because uh, I, I do want to get really good at it. I'd love to get to the point where I'm comfortable enough to at least, I could probably put together a five minute uh, so far, um, but I'd love to like at least have a 15 minute and, and tour as well, you know, go, go different cities and try it out.
1: If I book someone in Nashville, I'll, I'll I'll let you jump on a set for fun, man. I think I think that'd be a yeah, that'd, be, that'd be funny, honestly, man. I think I think it'd be kind of yeah. cool to see what you could do. And, like, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, I like that. It is terri- It is terrifying. It, still, it never goes away. It, it, like, I've been doing this for a couple years. Like, gap uh, and it, it never goes away. Every time it's crazy. Um, I, I like you'll freak out I, if you're like me. You'll freak out. Write all this stuff in case of every scenario, and then not use any of it. Like that's, that's basically what I do every time. I'm like, oh man, if like like two, like two hours before, I'm like, oh man, what if this happens? If this happens? I'm like like just writing everything, and then like go up there and just like. Never use anything I write. It's like yes, weird.
0: yeah, I do the same thing, and then uh, and then uh, I've had to desperately try to keep myself from turning on the audience, which is something you should never do. Uh,
1: <laughs> That's funny sometimes to me. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know if it is to them, but it's pretty funny to me.
0: There, there was there was one guy uh, who had just moved. To Nashville, and we were talking before he went up on the open mic, and he was very excited, and his stuff just wasn't landing at all. It, it was it was a dive bar, and like people, when you do an open mic at a dive bar, you know this, but like, no one has to laugh, no one has to pay attention to you. They don't. They no. came in. Like some people didn't even realize there was a com- comedy show, and they didn't want to be bothered. So he was he was not landing, and he just he was just relentlessly making fun of them and it just got worse and worse and
1: worse <laughs> <laughs> no yeah dive bars are the hardest that's what i like the best that's where i do that open mic night thing on wednesdays and we kind of scout people and then like I'll, I'll book ones on weekends sometimes like out here in st louis just kind of for practice and fun i don't really charge them money because i'm close i don't ever charge Like I'm, I'm like if i'm five minutes away i don't really care I'll, they'll, get, sure. they'll give me stuff still they'll give me like they'll offer money and offer Drinks and stuff. I just don't. But, but like, no, the bars are the bars. Are the funnest spot because you're right. No one cares, and I love it. It's like it's like hard mode. You, cause if, if I yeah. go to a comedy club, I can probably just like stall and use weird tactics and get, and everyone would just laugh the entire yes. time because you have the light on you. Uh, they're in the dark. They have the two drink minimum. All I mean, all these things just make it easy for anyone. I think. Yeah. Like you could just like be awkward and they'd laugh the whole time. But I think like a bar, you have to literally like get in their head, make them pay attention, make them feel stupid for not like for talking over you. Like like, like, I'll do this. People are talking. Like oh, I'm sorry to interrupt these guys back here. It seems like you guys are having a really good conversation. I'll wait to be the best comedian in the room until afterwards. You know, I do some (laughs) shit like that. Some like bullshit routine where it's like arrogance plus like being funny and shit, and like. uh, And then jokes to get out of it's easy too. like, like almost like your jokes bombing. You just have to have a joke out of your bomb and then, and then you're fine. Like if you're like, if yeah. the joke doesn't land, you're like, well, man, you know, you need, there's so many ways out of that. Like, I think like, it's, it's the easiest job in the world actually to bullshit. It's, you know, I mean? Like, like if I was a doctor, I probably couldn't bullshit as much. You know, like, I don't think, I don't know what it like being a doctor is like, but I imagine you couldn't bullshit as much as a comedian.
0: My, one of my friends, Chance Willie, he's a, you have to see, he's very funny, but his, one of the things he does when he get to get out of a bomb is he, he'll be like, uh, "Does anyone have a pen so I can cross this one off?"
1: That's great. No, it's great. Yeah, and then and, they, and it probably hits every time because like, yeah. I like I imagine that hitting every time. Yeah, the, and that's what it's about. You just have to have the and like a lot of people get caught up in that and like, oh man, they don't like me. They're too critical of themselves They're too self-critical. It was like you're gonna bomb no matter what. I mean, I I, I bombed several times and I've done awesome several times. It's, it's you're never gonna. I mean, unless you're Dave Chappelle, you're not gonna be hundred percent probably. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, that he's, guy. I mean, that's the guy like you. He's been in his industry for like thirty years. You know, what I mean, it's like oh yeah. that's that's why he's good. That's why he's probably top of his game is because he's been doing it so long. You know, I've only been doing it a couple years. You know.
0: Yeah, doing it so long and like relentlessly. Like I know that one of the guys here, his name's Brad Sativa, and he uh, he's very talented. But he's he, he's every night he's doing something. I mean, we have open mics almost every night of the week here in Nashville. But yeah. he is. He is doing it every day or going from like one mic to another. And then he hosts shows and he'll produce shows. He's always doing it. Like the the best way to become a good comic is just to keep putting yourself out there.
1: No, I agree. A- best thing with anything probably. I mean, same, same with that. But yeah. same, same same you're doing probably just like keep doing it, putting your hours, man. Like the Malcolm Gladwell, 10,000 hours guy kind of the theory. Sure. Like, like sure, I think sure. that, I think that's huge, man. Like, um, uh, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's I'd be interested in now. We're stuck on this. Like, i I feel like I'm stuck on the, seeing you as a comedian now. I'm almost like stuck on like talking you into doing comedy.
0: <laughs> I, I want to do it. I mean, I, I I do. I I just scheduling. You know, I, I with pandemic, and then I'll go out of town, or I'll have my son. Um, but believe me, uh, I, I would love to, but I I, I, I I still haven't found my voice yet. I don't know what kind of comic I want to be. I've I've written like one liner jokes. I can tell stories as well, but mostly I just need to be comfortable. Once I'm comfortable failing, which I'm not comfortable failing just yet, uh, then, uh, then I think I can, I can own it a a, a little bit more. I just have to get over the, the terror a little bit.
1: No, you nailed it. I think like, uh, when you win so much, it's hard. It's hard to go back and lose sometimes. Like, like, like I'll try something I'm not like fantastic at. I'm like, wait, what? I'm not just awesome at this. Like, how am I yeah. not just like? Uh, yeah, I'll do so many other things that are like doing well. Like, like, like this podcast is doing pretty well, and a couple other things. Like, and I'll try like I don't know, like like math or something. And I'm like, oh man, I'm bad. at <laughs> I'm just joking, but like you know, I'll try something else, and I'm like, oh man, I'm not just like a, I'm not just like a master of this thing.
0: Yeah, of course, of course. No, you're right.
1: That's a good point. It is hard to do that. I see a lot of bands do that. They'll blow up in like a town, and then they have to, and then they go to like Ohio next. And there's like two people there. They're like, wait, what? And they'll, they'll have like like a thousand here, you know. And like I can see that in music a lot too.
0: That's why. That's why I said earlier. It's like you have to love it. You have to have a confidence that you are good at it, and 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 roll with whatever scenario that you're in. You know there's i think every performer needs to treat an audience of two like an audience of like 2000 you know it's uh it, that's that's, the, that's it's so hard door.
1: in comedy that's so hard in comedy it, it is, is hard in comedy the, yeah for sure the energy is everything because the energy is, if you have two people there it's so hard i'll do it you're right though you have to do it but it's hard man like if you have a low crowd i mean these crowds everything like, like in comedy like without the crowd i mean it I don't even know what to talk about. You know I mean like I couldn't like this is a podcast. This is two people talking. It's a little easier. Like I'll be the, I'll be the only one talking, and then just two people are just staring at me. <laughs> like, like that's like I remember that like back in the day. That I was like because I do shows where there'd be like five hundred people at one, and like two at the next, and I was touring. So I was like just insane. Like like twenty fourteen or something like that. That's how it was. Like I uh, I do like a thousand in like Oakland, and I'd go to like the next town like in like California to be like two people. Like like that saw me in Oakland.
0: You perform for a thousand people.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, I've done a lot of different like stuff like that, yeah.
0: Wow, that must feel amazing.
1: It was fun. No, it was fun. Um, like, like, yeah, no, those. Cry- Some, sometimes it's awesome. Other times it's like, man, is this really what I worked for? Just to talk to a bunch of people in a room. Like, I'll like I'll think about you know, I mean? like think about both. I'll be like hypercritical of the situation, and then like also like like wow, like feel feel the blessing of it too. You know, sure, sure, sure. That wasn't like my show. Like that was like a re- huge underground wrestling thing that I was basically just. uh I, I, It like, seemed
0: like you opened for something, or it must have been like a big, big event, like either concert.
1: Yeah, it was an underground or... wrestling event, um yes. I, I, and, and like, uh, and, and like I did like a comedy set, like, um like on that, uh, like, like before they were wrestling and stuff in the guess, arena. Yeah, well, it was a big warehouse in like Oakland and it was just like sure. there was so many. That was probably one of the bigger shows I did and it wasn't even like for, it wasn't even like a comedy show, it was just like yeah, just wrestling.
0: I love those underground wrestling shows, man. There was one that came through my city. I used to live in Gladeville, Tennessee, a small conservative town, and in the church in the 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 rec center across from the church, I saw a poster like wrestling. I'm like, "You're joking." Like, for real? <laughs> So I took my son and, and it, was, it was very redneck, but it was all, it was glorious. I mean, they had the characters and they had the manager with the with the, the metal suitcase that he would come in and then and like hit the other guy with the suitcase where the other guy wasn't looking. The audience was like, hey, ref, pay attention to this guy. It had the same energy of the WWF that I grew up watching. Yeah. I couldn't believe, I loved it. Loved, loved, loved wrestling. it,
1: loved no, it. I love wrestling. I wish it was good today. I wish the writing was good today. Uh, like I feel, like maybe it's just not for me. Maybe it's for children, and I'm like 35 or too. I like, could just be that, but like, I, like I like the attitude. I like a lot of like. There's a lot of good areas in wrestling, man. Like, uh, and those the Tennessees that that's where uh, before Vince McMahon put together all the all the wrestling federations. That was a huge one. I mean, Jerry the King Lawler was from there, and like
0: a, that's bunch, right. of,
1: a bunch of that's big, right. uh bunch of big guys. I mean, Tennessee was one of the biggest like federations of wrestling. Um, and you still have this now because, like, the WWE is so out of touch with, like, most people, I think. I mean, no offense to them, but we're kind of out of touch because they're billionaires and just, like, they've been winning so long. that um, all these uh, pop-up federations are happening again. Towards It is good like that, like the one you're talking about. And, like, um, I, no, I love stuff like that, man. I've actually done some shows. With, uh, a couple of them have tried to do comedy, like uh, Rob Van Dam. I did a show with him, RVD or whatever, uh, at, uh, in Illinois, I think. I think that was Illinois, but you know I've done a couple shows with these wrestlers, and they're just fun guys. They just like smoke weed all the time, and just have fun. Like, that's what they seem like. They're, they're, like I wish I had nothing better to do than smoke weed all day. I'd probably do that, but but <laughs> but that's just where they're at. They worked for so long, they're rich from doing arena shows, selling merch for decades, and then yeah, they're just yeah. like they're just chill. I mean, they're they're some of the most chill comedians ever. They they live like rock stars if so they can, you know.
0: Totally, totally, you're right. They are, and they are comics in a way. I mean, it is very, it is very. It's, so, it's such theater uh with acrobatics and uh, and they probably smoke yeah. weed all day to hide to, to mask the pain they gotta be in so much pain oh, I killing bet. Their, they're killing themselves oh my gosh
1: oh no you're right man that's probably totally true yeah i know <laughs> And they transfer well into comedy like a lot like rvd was pretty funny like he was he was a pretty funny uh guy and he he came from like ecw and then was in wwe wwf i guess then wwe i guess but that, no that i don't know him
0: I know Mick, Mick Foley does comic oh. Does comedy
1: yeah he does he's probably he's way bigger i think but at comedy i think you know no he he yeah he's what you're talking about I Man, that guy that guy jumped off cages like like that guy was jumping off like 100 foot cages like 100 the 100 foot hell in the cell he like he like fell onto a table from that
0: and he's not a small human being he's a large guy yeah that can't I, be uh well, well i saw a documentary about like well the, the the wwe the vince mcmahon stuff it's like you know they make lots of money they don't really take care of the the their performers like if they get injured they're kind of they're kind of done and there's no a legacy uh, fund for them. And then we get people like Jake, the snake who, uh, you know, who turns to drugs and, 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 you know, nearly kills himself in, in that, in that respect. So that, that makes me sad. I hope that the, the newer pop-up, uh, federations are, are doing better with their performers because they should.
1: Yeah, if you don't have like a good girl in your life, I think you're gonna end up homeless like as an entertainer. Almost <laughs> like, I always got guys. Like dudes are too stupid. We're too stupid, man. Like, like I, I feel like that. Like, uh, like, like riding that riding that fame cloud thing and like success thing, and then all of a sudden it's stopping, and then you, and then having to humble yourself to go back to like shop and save or something. Like that 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 alone would freak me out. I mean, just thinking about that freaks me out. If I if I had to listen to some. Seventeen-year-old guy, tell me how to grab carts or something like that. I'd freak out right now, you know. I, I couldn't <laughs> imagine Jake the Snake, who like was way bigger than I am, and doing doing like arenas every single night, like like like, like I, I don't know, doing doing cocaine off off expensive hookers, you know. <laughs> and, then, and then go and then go like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, yeah, uh, Walmart's still hiring. Yeah, you can go back in your original job, you know. That's got to be crazy. Yeah. I mean, just thinking about that scares me, you know.
0: Sure, sure, sure. It's got to be it's got to be weird and humbling.
1: And girl, I think a girl's only, or a girl or a good relationship or whatever. I think that's the only way to really like save these people. I, I you mean know, like to balance them out to where like I mean, I'd be living in a I'd be you'd, I'd be interviewing you from a cardboard box right now if I didn't have you know I mean, like I'm just not that I'm not that about the material or anything like that you know. But a girl kind of balanced me out. And I look like a human being again you know like.
0: Yeah. So you you base your your success and and you, who you are based on your relationship.
1: I'd say that yeah. I'd say my wife. Yeah. No, David, I think yeah, so yeah. It's, it's my ambitions in me and stuff. But I think like the. the um, Balancing me out and making me seem less crazy is, be, is, like the, is, is like being married and stuff. Yeah, it was the love of my life, probably. Yeah.
0: I love that. I'm happy for you. I'm glad that she, uh, that she, that she saved you.
1: Yeah, I'm just like I'd be just. I mean, look at me. I'm a teenager, man. I'd be I'd be way worse. I'd be I'd be way. Worse. I'm like 16 forever type type dude, you know. Uh, like, like And that's how I find guests. Too. Like your movies were so good, like so awesome to me as a child, man. That's why I reached out to you. Uh, I think like twenty thousand times to have you do this interview. Like, 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 <laughs> like literally, you know, like it's so epic to like be able to talk to people. I mean, this is happening every day, too. It's like crazy. Like you guys are. I mean, this is just I, like. He, like you you, should say no to this show you know you're too big for this I feel like but but it's cool that you would take the time to do this and like I, I hope you didn't uh, anger your agent or anything, <laughs> or anything like that for going going backwards in your career but but it's just like I mean that's just how I feel man it's like uh, I feel like this is just an epic kind of thing and like um, if, if you guys are listening or watching this you should check out Jason Marsden movies um, look him up on IMDB and if you have um, uh, 14 years straight to kill I' uh, check out all of his movies uh, his, his TV shows uh, all of your work I mean I I'll binge all my
0: work. <laughs> starting from the 80s you watch me grow everybody
1: <clears throat> that's crazy to think about people can though people you literally grew up on television man and that's crazy that's kind of crazy to think about man like
0: it is crazy and now like it's on the internet so like my grandkids you know uh will can see you know me at at, at 10 you know or at 11 o'clock at 11 doing doing uh doing weird doing weird shit. yeah it's 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 pretty nutty
1: yeah, I couldn't imagine coming into it as a kid. Like I, I, I feel like I worked, I, I, worked a little differently. To where, like, if I would have got successful young, I probably wouldn't be here today. I'm kind of, an, I'm kind of a fool. I probably would have messed it up somehow. Yeah, <laughs> like, like you dealt with a lot of stuff really young, man. I don't know if I could have, dude. I, I, I that would have went to my head. I was a, I, I had an ego without accomplishment in my, in my 20s. You know what I mean? I I, oh, had, yeah. I, I had zero accomplishment and had an ego. I couldn't imagine actually having accomplishments in my 20s.
0: Maybe it was just part of being tw- in your 20s. I definitely had an ego. I, I didn't have a. Uh, I had an okay support system, but I was also like an only child, and uh, and uh, you know I, there was some arrogance. There was definitely some arrogance happening, a lot of anger um, in in me at, at that time. I think we all kind of go through that. Luckily, I mean, you I'm actually had there.
1: accomplishments, though, so I, I I can see a guy like you falling for the ego thing more so than like. Why? Well, I, I, at twenty, I had, I had nothing going on. I, I didn't have anything going on until, like 28 probably, You know, yeah. like so it's just like I couldn't even. Have, and then by that point, I'm like, like ego just seems disgusting. You know, by, by like your late twenties, early thirties, you're just like, like, I get a, I got a little smarter or a little wiser. I think. Wow. But I'm just like, oh man, like maybe I should take everybody seriously. You know, like. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I, I I don't think an ego is disgusting. I I've embraced my ego. Like I recognize I have one. I like attention. Uh, I I I kind of get off on that. But there is a difference between like ego and arrogance. And I'm not. Sure. I'm not. I'm now. I'm not above. You know, humbling myself. You know, or, or you know, or saying like you know, okay, you know, maybe I'm not as good as this as this person. And you know, maybe I don't deserve you know what this person does has because I he or she had worked a lot harder for it than I have. Um, so I will, you know, if I want to get to that point, I'll, you know, study this a little bit more work, you know, work on myself. I'm not above working on myself continuously, uh, to be kinder and also, you know, own, own my, uh, own my ego.
1: No, yeah, I think, you, I think you're right. The separation between arrogance and ego is a good point. Cause like, I think like, uh, I was way more arrogant. Like your ego gives you confidence, I guess, like, and, and stuff like if you, uh, but I feel I feel I only bring that out when I'm challenged. Like like, like most of the time I'm a very nice person and like, I, like and I can tell you're humble because you're on this podcast. So so <laughs> like uh, well, a, a, per- a person who's not humble wouldn't wouldn't say yes to this show. But uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but but no, I feel like I, I feel like uh, I, Like when I'm challenged, I'll be like I'm like what the fuck did you just say to me? Like I, 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 excuse the language. but I'll just I'll just flip out if someone challenges what like like oh you don't do anything blah blah blah. I'm like what? I'll flip out. But outside of that, I don't care. I literally don't care. If you tell me I don't do anything, I'll flip out. But uh, like, like every time, somehow it's like a, it's like a trigger. But but I feel like outside of that, I don't even. I mean, it's a child of dream like to have a show like this where I talk to. I I had had a guy play Michael Myers last week. I have you today. It's like just like this is like crazy to me, man.
0: Which guy? Yeah. Which guy?
1: Oh, James Jude Cordy from Halloween Kills and Halloween uh, twenty eighteen.
0: Oh, okay, okay. I know. Uh, I worked with Tyler Main, and uh, he's a he's a really nice guy.
1: That's crazy. He, yeah, that's right. That's what I mean. Like, the, that's just nuts. I mean, that's just living your dream all the time. You know, it's like, like yeah, yeah. I felt like like for me, I was I didn't grow up in this system. We're like, where I I grew up watching this. I grew up as like a fan kind of thing. Or to where like um. I didn't even know it was possible. I'm from like the Midwest. I didn't even know it was possible to break into this, and then, and then a podcast of all things like does I don't even I didn't even know what a podcast was ten years ago, and, and like even, I, I could you couldn't even predict my adult jobs. It didn't exist as a child. You know I mean? and I then know. now like like just to be in this circle of all's math, it's just weird, man. Like. Like, for you to say that's just crazy to me. Like, I'm having a conversation with you. You're like, yeah, I know a different Michael Myers. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's just crazy to me as a kid, you know? Like that was that, me
0: that, trying that, to one-up you. That's my ego being like, oh, yeah, you know Mike Myers? I know Mike Myers. I know my three Mike of them, bro. I know, I know. Mike Myers.
1: <laughs> yeah, John Carpenter was on my podcast, bro. <laughs> oh, man. I'm
0: John just joking. Carpenter I'm saying that as you. are making me breakfast <laughs> right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, saying, I'm saying that as you. You're like, oh, yeah, man, John Carpenter, man. You're like, <laughs> I, got, I got the actual star of that movie, the director. <laughs> but no, it's just crazy, man. Like I think, like, and I think there's, there's always that in entertainers too, like that. Uh, and I think that keeps us going, the competitive edge. I think, like, uh, I'll see a guy like Pete Davidson and just straight hate him. I have no idea why. I just, hate, I just, can't, I don't even know this guy. And I'm like, this guy. Uh-oh. I see what he's. He, I'm like, he's like, oh, it froze.
0: Hold on, you froze for a second.
1: It might be your connections that did it on mine too. Uh oh. I can edit this. Where it doesn't matter.
0: Did we lose everything?
1: No, no, it's still recorded and stuff. You're frozen. Okay, that's weird. I don't know what to do. Well, hang on. Maybe stop her. Yeah, and you're working on a new show now. You said?
0: Yeah, I have a. Uh, we well, have a, a pet project I, I do called the Mars Variety Show. I'm uh, living in Nashville. I'm surrounded by these great musicians and comedians. We were talking about that. Um, and, uh, and I, 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 found myself obsessed with these classic variety shows, of the sixties and seventies, like laughing and he Haw and stuff like that. And, and, uh, and then we're, you know, we're talking about ego. My ego is like, well, you know, I could host this. I know a thing or two about that. I could be like the Dean Martin and then, and then showcase all these, these, these great artists. So it's on YouTube. It's called the Mars variety show. I'd love it if people went to YouTube and, and, uh, hit subscribe just like youtube.com slash Mars presents. That's the name of the channel, hit the subscribe button. It really helps. It's free. And, uh, and it, it, it showcases, uh, and supports uh, local independent, uh, musicians and comedians and alternative performers.
1: That's awesome. Actually, that's a cool idea. Is that like, um, so you do that live in Nashville basically, and then you just like kind of put it together for YouTube.
0: Uh, yes, I, uh, it's not really live it's sort of like uh, like live to tape in a way and then i cut it together
1: like snl or something pardon like snl kind of like 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 you practice these and then put them together well
0: snl is is it's live i mean like what i do is is i pre-record so like it like we have the option to do a couple of takes so like i'll record oh okay first couple seasons it was like pandemics it was all selfie performances but the last season i did the third season the most recent one we got a we got a stage and uh, got multiple cameras to shoot the uh, the musicians. I cut it together, and then um, then I, I on a different day I like did a day of recording ca- comics, cut that together, and then curated each episode, uh, mixing it together, adding you know commercials and little skits and and whatnot. So that's uh, it's it's more of a, a filmed thing than a, than a live thing.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. And, uh, is there any other social media you want to throw out there before we get out of here, like? Uh...
0: Yeah, I love. It. People can follow me on Instagram uh, at Jason Marsden. Uh, I I I interact there the most. That's how you and I uh, hooked up. Uh, I'm on TikTok and Twitter. I'm on all the all the all the things, trying to get that following so I can you know I can book that next job. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, dude, I appreciate you coming on here, and if you guys are watching or listening or whatever, however you consuming the show, uh, look up all Jason Morrison's work. I mean, he has an impressive, impressive resume. Like we, we touched thirty times, I think. On the, I think I've think I literally said that same sentence thirty times. Yes. But I'm, but legitimately, so I mean, um, so check out his work. Uh, add him on Instagram. Check out his variety show. Um, thanks, honor brother.
0: Thank you, Anthony. <laughs>
1: thanks for watching the show go to DeltaExtracts.com extracts.com get some rechargeable sticks to get some edibles out of the pop rocks they sent me those are probably my favorite those are crazy um go to the website check it out for yourself and get it now